0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lost and Found Ministries podcast. I'm Dave Garza. I'm Dave Schneider. And I'm Clint Marker. And we are here today, we're going to continue with the testimony of Mr. Schneider. What are we, like 42 chapters in?
1: Yeah, something like that. We also want to mention that we are uh, partnering with Two Shepherds Outreach, or 2SO Ministries, Yes,
0: Hello. yes, and getting a lot of support out of there. We appreciate love your rain and awe. And you guys, you get a chance to check them out. They're on Facebook. You can see that they've got a lot of outreaches all over the country. That's
1: right. They're That's not awesome. just
0: in one location, man. Uh, great thing to be a part of, and we are happy to be a part of it and excited.
1: Uh, also, I'm happy you can't see it through the mic, <laughs> but I'm smiling. Yeah, yeah where's the video? Uh,
0: the video, we actually, by a majority vote, We figured out we are a lot prettier on radio. I agree. I would agree with that. Everybody agree? Yes. Actually, listeners, we're going to try to get some video, because you do get to miss out on our eccentric goofiness, all right? Uh, Clint isn't as animated as we are, but I'm pretty sure... He's still goofy. He's still goofy. Don't let me fool you. That's it. So, guys, anyway, so we're going to get back on track here. We're going to be following through, and, and hopefully we're going to wrap up what has been a great testimony, guys. If you have listened or have, if you have not gotten to listen to the last three parts, Dave Schneider has done an incredible job of telling his story.
2: So yeah, no, I ready. I would 100% agree, you know, and, and uh, obviously I wasn't in on the original what three parts now, yeah, so this is the fourth parts. part, yeah, um, uh, man, it's gonna be hard to follow, uh, oh, you know, dude. and I was saying this to you guys privately, but uh you know, the experience of Japan and the experience of the navy, i mean i've got a I've got a testimony, but man, I don't have japan or or the navy in there, I know i, I same feeling yeah clan i I'm like, dude, and he's a good storyteller I was like, yeah, me,
0: I'm like, you know here's the. I'm more of like a Dr. Seuss. I might rhyme a little bit, but Dave's got this deep novel thing going where he can really kind of animate his story with his words, man, and i i'm I'm not real good at that, but praise God, he is because I know I have enjoyed it. Those of you out there who have been encouraging you have left. We did a poll to where you guys could answer as to whether you enjoyed the testimony series that we've been doing and a hundred percent of you have said yes so again dave we appreciate your your transparency here brother it has been fantastic getting to even learn things more about you that we didn't know man and and, and it's just, I think it's
2: great, man, and, and to see how far a brother has come along is encouraging for all of us. Yeah, and I, I, one thing I think is awesome is you even, I was hearing, you know, your mom's learning stuff. You yeah. Know, your own I, mom is learning stuff. Even my wife she, said that you, she's yeah. learning stuff. Yeah. From the experience.
1: And how cool is that, man? I mean,
0: you know, you guys, how many years married? Uh,
1: We've been married for... 12 years we've been together for 15. So there you go. That's together accomplishment. To, yeah, together right.
0: 15 years, and you still got things that you can learn about each uh-huh. other. Dude, that's awesome. And and I know she's incredibly supportive over what we're doing here, and that's awesome too. So just all around this has been great. And guys, we had put a question out. If you were looking on the podcast, if you had any questions for Dave Schneider. And We have had some responses, so I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Clint here. He's going to read off some questions that we received from a brother, Sam, who actually attends church with us. And Sam, Sam. we we, we want to get these questions asked for you, brother.
1: All right. Before we we do the question, Brother Sam. I really want to say, you know, I appreciate all the kind words, guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, the Bible says that he who has been forgiven much loves much. And so the opportunity to share... A story that hopefully builds somebody else up it is really in my opinion I don't, it's a it's a humbling experience
0: it is man yeah. it is brother and that's the thing and and uh, you know how powerful dude and, and i know you're feeling that too like we we had this discussion that we are totally not worthy of any of this right. man and and god is just all over it dude and and it, it really is. It's just amazing to see some of the kind things that people have said right. and the compliments and the comments and the encouragement that we have received is exactly the kind of response that we were hoping for, not for us, but for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom, yeah. yeah.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: So, Clint, go ahead. Let's fire away. Again, we have some questions from Sam that we want to get out there. And so, Sam, I hope uh, I hope Dave can answer these pretty thoroughly for you shoot away yeah do you
2: want me to just ask one at a time i, I think that would yeah i think right that on. would probably be less yeah so uh sam asked first what is a testimony so uh
1: in my opinion you guys can share as well mm-hmm. but i believe your testimony is is basically just your story mm-hmm. and how god has worked in your life Yes. I, I think that really is just kind of the basics of it you know it's it doesn't have to be glorious kind of like what we were talking about like you have a story clint and dave you also have a story you know it not that anybody's story is better than anybody else's Mm -hmm. and so we got to remember that you know there are people that you can minister to clint or you dave that i can't right because you guys have experienced things that i haven't so god Mm -hmm. puts people in your life on purpose that you can minister to and build up through your experience
0: amen Mm -hmm. amen that was a great answer dude um yeah and 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 that is the beautiful part and that's exactly why we're doing this yeah is because even the three of us sitting here you know uh close uh, like i said these two are related but all together we're good friends Mm -hmm. we all know each other pretty well we've all got some history together and but it it just we're even ministering to one another yeah. Through oh, yeah. all of this, right. and, and and how each of us, even though we may be close in the sense of a brother relationship, right. there's still such a difference in us that somebody out there is going to get something out of what each of us has to talk about, and that's the beauty of testimony.
2: Yeah, I think uh, for what I think about it is, you know, there there might be someone out there right now that's going through something. And they're looking or they're they're wondering, you know, is, who can I who can I talk to? Is there anybody that I can relate to? Right. And I think when you tell your testimony, that person that needs to hear it might go, oh, he understands. Right. You know, maybe I can reach out to him or that's right. why I think it's important to be, you know, guys aren't naturally vulnerable. Right. Um. So I think that's why it's important for us to, you know, sometimes at least humble ourselves and be vulnerable because there might be someone that needs to hear your story, man. Exactly. And and that's
1: why we uh, ask people to ask questions online. That's very public. Not, not so that you can be vulnerable with anybody else, but then asking questions that people, (coughs) some other, somebody else might, have but is doesn't have the bravery to step up and that's say something. right
0: that's right exactly right yeah. Man. Yeah, and, sure. and it's just taking that kind of taking a shot for the team you know take right. that bullet so another brother can step
1: forward yep. and, and, and it and it shows other people like hey man I can actually uh, do this and people are listening to, to me and you know it, it builds up that way,
0: too, yeah, same man. All right. What do we got for the next question?
1: Yeah, it
0: shut off on me here. hold sure. on. Well, uh, technical
2: difficulties. Technical, technical difficulties. Please hold. okay. all right. There we go. The next question number two from Sam is why does yours begin where it does? I believe that mines has started.
1: I believe mine started where it did because um I think it's important to understand all of the background, because everything plays a part in who we are today. And so I started where I did, because I believe that everybody's story has a beginning and mm-hmm. everybody's has an end, and Right. the more we evaluate um, and the further back we can look as we remember or the stories that we hear from our parents and people that were there, you know, really can, again, it opens up more opportunity to minister. Mm-hmm. Um, through those experiences
2: absolutely Absolutely. yeah i mean you you may not need to start with you know when you're born but let's let's just tell like it is we are all born of the flesh we're all born into sin that's right um so like dave said you know there is a beginning and maybe there's a good starting point but i also think it's important because you kind of need to get an idea of where we come from to begin with that's right right. Um, and then what led us to uh, the transformation and through our trials and everything else so. oh
0: absolutely and i mean what a beautiful way to just start off and say man from
2: moment one we need god yeah right? and absolutely. we yeah
0: so that's and, and that never stops even even after we you know and all you hear well done good and faithful servant you go through them gates man you still need god absolutely And and, yep. and so anyway what great answer
2: guys great answer and i think we got one more question um we have two more oh two more uh question number three from sam is looking back in hindsight where was god as you were going through this
1: i so i again it's very hard to say that through every single circumstance i saw god in everything you know and to be fair you know um there were some details especially about like uh the crash when we went through school bus like Not all the details are there that I necessarily shared at this point yet, Um, but to kind of get into that, you know, so when the bus that hit us was a school bus, and so this is some of the detail I didn't put in um, because Sam kind of brought it up, but uh, it was a school bus that hit us, and my parents ended up suing the, the school district. And I ended up getting $10,000 for four years when I turned 18. And that was also part of the reason why I partied so hard in Japan. (laughs) So the amount of money I wasted. Oh, wow. You want to talk about a real-life prodigal son story? Right. Like, that's kind of like the inheritance of your father, so to speak. Right. You know, um, where I just spent all of that money on drinking. And that was four years' worth of money, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's $40,000 oh, yeah. $40, on top of my paycheck, on top of Right. It. You know? And so, like, I don't like bringing those stuff up because that shows you really how dumb that was. <laughs> but, but yeah. I mean, there were some details, like I said, that I didn't really think about when we started doing this. So, like, there's so much more to the story that, as I look back now, I'm like, dude. God totally was in it, because, I mean, you can't see God working until you've seen your
2: total depravity. Right, like, continued oh, yeah.
0: revelation about how God was all over it, without right. you ever having a clue of it, man. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yep. while you're and living that,
2: in the flesh, you don't see God. Well, because that's the all. point we think of it. Right. We yeah. think
0: that when we're not turned towards God, that he's not turned to us, but that's where we get it wrong. It's even in the midst, you know, praise God that our God is the God of Jacob. Amen, and and if you know what I mean by that, then you know what I'm talking about, man. Right,
1: and I and I think you know the more we get into um, the evaluation of ourselves, we can really look back and and in hindsight be like, man, God, God was with me even when I didn't see Him. Oh yeah. Or, or when I wasn't even looking. Right. You know, and the more you view it, the more you can. That's why I feel like evaluating yourself and looking back in in your circumstances can build your faith because you will have the opportunity to see God move when you weren't looking.
2: I completely agree. I yeah. completely agree, man. Yeah. And I think too part of it is I feel like this question awesome question. I think it's kind of hard to answer too because, you know, even though you're telling your testimony, I mean, ultimately, we know better than anybody how bad we really were, how you right. know, deceived we really were, just how deep we really were in our our situation, uh, so I think it's easier for us to be like, dude, that's that was all God. Like, there's right. no way right. that right. it's not I God.
1: I couldn't have orchestrated this myself. Right, right. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, and you know, there's different things that happened in my life where I know for a fact it's God. I mean, first off, just the fact that when we are baptized in the Spirit and we accept Christ, that heart transformation that only can ever come from God. Amen. Right. Um, that alone is. That's God right there. That's, That's yes. God in the midst of nothing else. Yes. Um well and I think yeah. a lot of
0: that, Clint, is the the I think a lot where people don't recognize that, oh, that was God.
2: Yeah. Because we right.
0: have this commercial idea of what God does and when he moves. Right. You know, we think and that it, oh, and, oh, if if it's not a huge miracle where somebody was the the blind was healed, the leper was healed, the walked on water, oh, then it's not a miracle of God. And I think we downplay the fact that Dude, just waking up in the morning is a miracle of God. And I will say this. The fact that we have another day, the fact that God keeps pushing us and and walking us through this is a miracle in itself, and we downplay it so
2: much. And that's good, Dave, or Garza. Um, But uh, also, sometimes when bad things happen, I'm not saying God does them to us, but sometimes God allows bad things to happen to us. For good reasons. Because I'll tell you this right now. I went through some bad times. To be where I am today. Amen. And I'm glad. And I praise God. That those things happened to me. Because that ultimately led to where I'm at now. I agree. Right. I yeah. agree. It's not always sunshine and rainbows folks. That's God, right. God
1: is in the minute details. As well as the big things. That's right? right.
2: You know. And I think that's so important. Because I think that's his way of teaching us to pay attention. Right. right. To be still. And let's be honest a lot of times our own sin actions cause those hard times as well. Oh, absolutely. Huh. Yeah. 90%. Of <laughs> Boom. That's right. That's we right. Give,
1: we give the devil way too much. That's right. God may,
0: God may not have brought you up to it, but he's going to see you through it. No and, no. you know, so anyway, great, good talk guys. Dude, that was, what a way to start, man. Yeah, do we want to do
2: the last one or? How are we doing on time? Gardner? You
0: know what? Let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and nail this down for Sam. I, yeah. I, I want to be faithful to him, right. uh, involving and, and we want to get these questions asked. I agree. So, I mean I, I really appreciate
2: Sorry. Sam and any other listeners that I wants an to ask yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah, we encourage questions for a reason. Yes, and please keep them coming, guys. We really enjoy this. Uh the last question, number four. God has a plan for all of us. Could you looking back also see why everything happened the way it did? <sighs> You know, hindsight,
1: you you look back and again, it builds your faith because you're like, um, for example, you know, I'm trying to go through a process right now of advancing in a process with the fire department and to look back and be like, well, I took a job here and I did this and I started learning these things and I started doing all this way before I even started this process. So that when I get to the point where they're asking me, how did you prep for this process? Right. Number one, I didn't put that together. I just followed the leading of the spirit. Right. But then also, you know, um, it it's humbling to know that he's in everything that we do. And if we follow him, the plan always works out correctly. Amen. And and that's that's really why I believe. So... To ch- I wouldn't change anything but looking back on it I definitely can see God working
2: maybe not through everything but a good majority of stuff right amen yeah and I think it's a it's a, a balance you know how much is it a, our own sin actions and how much is it you know God allowing something to happen I even mean, even our
1: own sin actions can create correct
2: that learning can make it harder to, on us that's right
0: that's right. So absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think these were good answers, yeah. Sam. We appreciate your questions. Thanks, Sam. Thank Thanks, you. Sir. And um, all right, guys. Well, as we chase this fly around our studio <laughs> and in Randy's studio here, this thing driving me crazy. Um. Anyway, let's get on track here, guys. We're going to go ahead and Dave Schneider. Let's get this moving, man. Um. Let's see, where did we leave off? You had gone to St. Louis. That's right. You are living with a sister and brother-in-law. Right. You are involved with a church down there. Right. Correct? That is Uh, correct. You are involved in ministry. You have recognized this calling into ministry. And I think we were just about to set forward to see how this all went. And so let's continue with... uh, We are in part four of Dave Schneider's testimony. And take it away, brother.
1: All right. So at this point... um, as we had talked about, you know, I we moved to St. Louis and I started, uh, I ran into this, one of my brothers, his name is Chase Schomburg. He lives in Minneapolis and, uh, or not Minneapolis, but a, a part of Minnesota, Minneapolis right, area. Right. And um, so I ran into him outside of Walmart and they were handing out tracks and talking to people. And, you know, I, I walked up to him and I'm like, Hey man, what are you doing? He's like, well, we, uh, our ministry goes around and talks to kids about, uh, the constitution and living right and trying to do good things, you know, and we go into schools and we talk to them about making right choices in the constitution and stuff. And I'm like, what? That's sweet. You know, I'm like, right. all right, cool. Got so, you pumped up. Yeah. You got me pumped up a little bit. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, do you want to join? And I'm like, okay you know, um, so they hooked me up the next day to go, um, talk to this, this dude, Massey, um, who also is one of my friends and, you know, he's got a big, um, podcast out there in Florida, but anyway, not to get too far off track. Uh, right. Um, so I go and I meet up with this Massey dude and we're outside of a come and go or something. And, in uh, and so I remember, you know, our first, you know, time, you know, fundraising is kind of trying to figure out, get get your feet wet. Um, and this this ministry caught a lot of opposition, which as you're walking through and doing the things that God wants you to do, you know, you're going to catch opposition.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know? and, and
1: this leader, he, he turned out to be a little on the toxic side, as as we've kind of talked about in some of our or other um open discussions um but you know it was very rigid you know um there was it i learned a lot about like charles spurgeon and i learned a lot about um dl moody and um i learned a lot about some of these other pastors and preachers that they preach pretty hard messages for their time and um you know and that's kind of what we were trying to do too is We're trying to preach these hard messages and talk to people, Um, but I remember it was very focused on getting money and, you know, we would go to these um, gas stations and we would talk to people. And my my focus every time was, I'm just trying to find one person or maybe two people that God brings into my path that I can minister to, to today. Right. And there was so many of those experiences. I couldn't even, you know, touch them all. You know, there, there were a couple of really cool ones that I had. Like we went to this youth group because one of the other guys went to this church in Illinois, you know, and so we traveled a lot, you know, that was right. a majority of this ministry was traveling to different, to raise money. Right. Um, and, and for these big, outreaches that we would do at the schools, you know, and we'd have to get permission and do all these things, you know, and it's like, oh, well, you know, separation of church and state. And it's like, look, dude, that's not in the constitution. That's right. You know, and so like you get into these heavy conversations with people that are wanting to fight you. But, you know, I'd always have somebody that came up to the table and it'd be like, hey, man, you know, and you get a group of them. They don't normally come by themselves. Right. Typically, you know, there would be like two or three of them. And this is kind of where I learned discernment as far as who really is here to want to hear the message. Right. And who's here just to throw just to antagonize. Right. To antagonize yeah. me, right? Yep. yep. And and they try and purposely antagonize you, you know, to get you kicked out of the store because then they go in, they complain, and they kick you out. Yep. You know, and so it's like, look, <laughs> dude, we didn't we didn't ever really get after people or really have super hard confrontation, but You'd always get that group of three kids, maybe four kids that would come up and, you know, like you'd start getting real questions like, hey, man, you know, it go from. We're just joking. Yeah, it to, may have
0: started as a joke, and right? Then, yep. And then
1: and then it gets really serious. Well, you know? it's kind of like are,
0: typical man behavior. I'm gonna come in and act foolish, but I'm actually wanting answers. Right. But instead of just yeah, anyway, go
1: ahead. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> so so you know, I I started to learn that you know, and, and God's in God's word, He says, "Don't cast your pearls before swine." You know, and I really believe that really means you know, don't seek to argue with people. You know, because it, this isn't an evidence problem. That's right. You know, Absolutely. most of the time when you talk to people on the street and they're confrontational, if you bring up, like, asking the question like, hey, man, if Jesus was real, we know he is. Right. And and he was, he was standing right here in front of you, or maybe even not, would you follow him? And if the answer is no, you might as well quit.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Because it's not an evidence problem, it's a heart problem. That's I do right. not want to submit to an authority that I can't see, hear, feel, whatever. Well, that means you don't have control. Exactly. Yeah. And and we as humans like to do that. Yep. You know, but anyways, then if they say yes, then it's like, okay, then let's talk about right. what this means. Right. You know, and and ninety-five and percent of the people that I would talk to would be like it would be like, you know, ninety-five percent of it would be like you know, um, man, this this really makes sense. Right. You know, and and you you, you look at them and go, good, you know, because right. this is not supposed to not make sense. Yeah, exactly. That like, means you're listening if it makes sense. Exactly, yeah. because it, it's connecting with you. That's right. You know, and I had some cool opportunities to where I could, you know, prophesy over people or speak things into people's lives, and they'd be like, man, I didn't tell you that. Hmm. You know, um, and I uh, I know. You, you didn't have to. I know you didn't, and you know, I didn't know that either. And I didn't know that either. <laughs> and there were so many times, like, even the, the the whole start of this podcast was like, dude, we just need to record our conversations because 95% of the good things that I told you, I can't remember that I said them to you. Right. You know what right. I mean? And yeah. so, like, this puts you on the record to share to a bigger audience. Exactly. You know like exactly. man these these are God things. These are what God is saying to us today. Right. God
0: doesn't just want us having this talk on a cell phone one on one. Exactly. This is stuff we need to be talking about out here in the world because it's time to stop right. hiding. Behind don't, devices. Don't, don't yeah. hide from and what
1: God's trying to do. No, we, yeah, to get out and
0: ask these hard questions, man, and have these tough conversations.
1: So we would go out to these schools, and we would talk to them about the Constitution, and we talked talk to them about making the right choices, and there was this whole presentation deal, and I don't think, like, up until maybe, like, the first year or the second year that I was in this ministry, we went to, like, maybe two schools maybe three schools at the most in the first year you said yeah and that's it like I didn't stay in this ministry very long time right so you know we, we we went to maybe two schools we went to one on a reservation in, in South Dakota and that was kind of neat I gotta say that'd be pretty cool you know there are no speed limits and uh, so <laughs> you know that was kind of neat Um, but yeah like I said I got great opportunities to talk to some people so Um, to kind of go back a little bit you know like there is a guy that lived in illinois and we went to his youth group to kind of talk to these kids about what it is we're doing and stuff like that and this was my first experience with this and this was really wild okay when i got saved i was like you know i want i want to do stuff for jesus you know and so like it got i i can i can remember that some of the things that i believe were somewhat extreme right okay you right know, i like i said i was listening to a lot of these oh, well. tv evangelists right. writers that right. may not have been the greatest influence in every oh, area. oh dude and you're 150 percent vulnerable but but i will say that I, some of the experiences i had were real and i didn't do them okay right. so i go in and we're ministering to this youth group and i remember standing up and they're like, does anybody else have anything to say? We just got done preaching our hearts out and all this stuff, and it felt like it. It felt like I poured out on these kids, like to the, and I felt like a little drunk afterwards. Right. It, it was a weird experience where I felt like really lightheaded. I had to sit down. But I felt like I spiritually threw up on these kids for lack <laughs> right. of a better word. You right. know, just really ministering my heart to these kids and what right. God's heart would be for them. You know, to really impart, you know, uh hope on these kids that are growing up in this culture that are is wild, you know, right. like you're about to go out in this world that's crazy, and and I feel like God wants us wants to impart this stuff into your life, you know, and as I'm saying that this just bleh, you know, it just felt like it just <laughs> came out and like went on all these kids. Like if you could release the Holy Spirit, you know, and a lot of a lot of uh the messages I would get right at first, you know, I, I can honestly say I didn't really necessarily speak in tongues. It's not really what i do but i knew that there was a message from god because i would feel really 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 hot like the prophets right. would and i would start sweating yes yeah profusely yeah you know talking these messages that were just like i can't hold this in anymore right like this is coming out because this is what god has for us you know and so it was like a form of prophesying and stuff like that like it's a move of the Spirit. It's a move of the Spirit, right? And so, like, I believe that we all kind of, and this is one of the things that I've kind of learned, is, like, we all operate in these gifts. Yeah. In every single gift that God has, mm-hmm. at some point in our lives or another, that doesn't mean that you always operate in the same gifts. Right. So, when you, if you don't see some of the gifts that are more prevalently uh displayed in the christian circles because that's only we only get parts of the story right you know and so like the hope is that there is a spiritual gift in you and you utilize it not all the time because you don't always have to walk in that right necessarily but at the times that god has ordained for that spiritual gift to be utilized it it's utilized oh absolutely. whether whether you you notice you did it or not That you're right you know and so like that's one of the things that i learned i also learned from this ministry like i said it was very legalistic in nature and but i learned a lot of very valuable things like i said i, I learned to discern people that really wanted to hear this message that right. i had and the people that didn't so I learned that as well. I learned how to minister to people one on one, a lot more powerfully, confidently, more confidently yeah. to talk to people. Because and a lot of what I use is stuff like this, like my testimony or my story. Well, oh, absolutely. You know, and it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to look like I'm a Bible scholar and I know everything about the Bible. I know that the Bible's true. I know that. What God says is real, and I know that I can walk in this all the time, you know, and so apart from other things that I've learned, that was another really big lesson is like God doesn't want us to read about great people of the Bible. He wants us to be great Great people people of of the Bible. Bible. This is what we're called to do. Well, you just set out and do it, you know,
0: just an example that just not to cut you off, but that popped in my head is look at Peter. Right. Look at Peter. He was not a biblical scholar. No. He did not have formal education. And look at the sermon that came out of him. Now in fact, you know, there's,
1: so there's great benefit to going to school to learn about Jesus. Like I said, I went. I have gone through a lot of schooling. Yes, absolutely. Well,
0: we plug in stay. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're both. He, you're active in in state classes. I'm active in in-state classes, so we're not saying don't go after knowledge Knowledge, because, oh, man, that's a powerful tool, and especially
1: when God gets his hand in it. Right. Man. And and that's my point is I'm not bashing going to school because I believe that that's very, very important. It's vital. If I'm going to talk to people about Jesus, like I said in my previous testimony, if I'm going to talk to people about Jesus, I want to know what I'm talking about. Right. You know, I don't, you know, these experiences that I had were weird to me but that doesn't mean that they don't happen that's right you know and so in no means am i saying that we can only hear god through scripture i believe that's 95 percent of god talking to us is through right i agree because i mean you're not going to know if you hear something audibly you're not going to know if you don't know the word that's right if it's accurate or not that's right you don't know how to utilize and how to walk through some of this stuff and test Because the Bible tells you to test the spirits that you hear. That's right. You know, and so, like, there's a lot of benefit to going to school and understanding. Well, yes, you
0: have to become familiar with his voice. Because what is the number one characteristic of Satan? That he is a
1: deceiver. Well, God's not the only one that can talk to you. Right. Satan can, too. Oh, come on, man. You know, I mean, if we believe that God communicates to us, the devil can communicate to us, too. You're absolutely right. The difference is. God can hear our thoughts. The devil can. That's right. So when you speak something out loud, that's where this whole uh, you know speak it into existence thing, I believe to a certain extent comes into play. This is the balance of it. Right. Is the devil can hear you talk. He can't hear he you. Can't hear mind. your mind. That's right. You know. And so, like, part of this is yes, that could be a test that God puts into place. But that also makes it so that you have to get your quiet space and meditate on God's word. Oh, man. Like he says, to meditate on his word and to apply it daily. Yes. You know, we don't just do these things. Somebody write that down for a Sunday sermon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's actually in the word.
0: No, you're you're on point. So so anyway, (laughs) so
1: I learned a lot of stuff from this ministry. Like not everything was bad, but the way that they applied the things were bad. And I didn't feel like what I was doing was proper because we were gathering all this money and we weren't utilizing it for the things that we were saying we were utilizing. You saw some red flags. I saw some red flags. And so I had a problem with this and I bring it up and obviously I'm the bad guy for bringing it up. Yep. You know, and that's okay. And, you know, we're out of town at this point and we're kind of ministering at a gas station. And I call my wife and I'm like, look, I quit the ministry. They're not gonna bring me home. I need you to come to Illinois and pick me up. Mm. So she drives all the way to Illinois and picks me up from a gas station. Well I'll be there in four to five four to five hours.
0: <laughs> wow, well, what you know, what, she, what what good strong believers Right. Believe a man So anyway. so
1: during this point, you know, we have Sarai and I'm home for Sarai, so I kinda skipped over a few things, you know. So we've had our second kid at this point. So you know, Sarai's born in Saint Saint Louis, Illinois. You know, so right now I have a kid that's born in Japan. At this point, I have a kid that's born in Seattle, Washington, and I have a kid that's born in in Saint Louis, Illinois, or Saint, oh, Louis, Saint, Saint Louis, Missouri. Saint Sorry. Louis, Missouri. Saint Louis, Missouri. So
0: you just, you just made all the uh, Missouri people lose their minds. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> That's St. our St. city. That's right. Right. We don't share it like, we KC. Don't share it like that. <laughs> so. so that
1: was my bad. Um, so St. Louis, Missouri. So Anna and I are starting to get rocky to a certain extent in our marriage. We have to learn a lot of different things. You know, um, we had, um, before we got married, we had Kurt, Pastor Arnie, you know, had done marriage counseling with us. And we yeah. kind of got this, you know, if you can picture a triangle, you know, the ma- the husband and the wife are on the bottom. And as you get closer to God up on the top, you get closer together. Yeah. You Amen. Know? And so, like, Ann and I both are really trying to learn from God at this point, And with my traveling and everything that's going on, we're trying to work some stuff out because she's obviously not happy with me. I'm gone all the time. Right. Which makes sense. She's got two kids. Yeah. You know, it's it's not exactly the easiest situation to, to be dealing with, especially by yourself. Right. You know, and so I, um, we started going to this Christian marriage counselor, you know, and we had to take some, it wasn't like a compatibility test, but it was kind of like this biblical test to see how you view God and how you view yourself. Which was very interesting. So, right. like, she had, she, we take this test, and it's like, it's, it's a very long test. I can't even remember how, I wouldn't be doing it justice to tell you how many numbers was on this test, <laughs> but it was a long test. Right. And so we do all this stuff, and the, and the breakdown is supposed to show you how you view yourself and how you feel view God, you know? And it's how strongly you view yourself and how strongly you right. view God. Right, And she's like, I've never seen this before. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. Either really good or really bad. Yeah. So, and normally when they say, uh, we got to talk about them. All right. It's normally a bad thing. But this one actually was very good. You know, so, like, she's like, she's breaking down this graph. And she's like, if you notice, like, you guys, when, when you view yourself, you're kind of all over the board. Right. You know, but when we go over here to how you view God, like, it's nines and tens. But she's like, normally, people that are having problems don't view God like that. Right. And don't view themselves like that. At least not equally. Exactly. I mean, for us, it was all over the board. Like, we know we're sinners, dude. We're screwed up. Right. You know? Right. But God's perfect. You know? And, like, he can do anything. Right. But we limit him sometimes because of what we're willing to do, and it has nothing to do with him. That's right. That's right. You know, and so anyway, so we take this test and it's, it's one of those deals that it's like, okay, you know, this is really wild. So after a while we become cumbersome to my brother-in-law and sister. Mm-hmm. And so then we have to move back to Iowa again, you right. know, so we move back to Iowa, but this time, you know, like I said, my mom and dad are like, ah. <laughs> If you could find <laughs> somewhere else to go, it would be great. Right. You know, which I've lived with my mom and dad too many times. Right. As an adult, it's sad. Anyway, so I uh we, we moved back and then we move it back in with Anna's dad. Now all this stuff happens for a reason. Right. Right. So like Anna's dad's not a believer, but he's searching. You right. know, mm-hmm. and so we'd have in depth conversations. I remember Mike would always be like, now Dave, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Every time I'd say something, he'd be like, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. No matter how good my answer was, it didn't really matter. Right. You know, and so I'm still traveling with this ministry. I'm still doing all this stuff, and I'm trying to minister to him. Well, it's was one of these times that we were go- I was gone, and Anna goes out somewhere, and we don't have a car at this point either, so she's taking her dad's car and whatever. So she goes out to do something. She comes back, and her dad's laying on the floor, Mm -hmm. unconscious. Mm. And so she comes in, and she starts doing chest compressions and trying to take care of him, calls 911. They come out, they they get him, and he had had a a brain aneurysm, Mm. and if she wasn't there, he would have died right off the bat. Right. So now God was in this, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but, you know, like, God was in this because if she wasn't there, he wouldn't have got to experience Isaiah. Right. He wouldn't have got to experience Anna's brother's two children. Like, they had twins. Right. Like, he wouldn't have got to experience any of that. Right. Like, there was so many things that because Anna was there, she was able to help him to see all of his grandchildren. Right. 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 At the very least. And
0: if I can just throw this out here, uh, it kind of sounds to me like you said, you know, you kind of went on that he liked to make the comment of being the devil's advocate. I know, you know, I'm going to be the devil's ad- advocate here, Dave. Sounds to me like maybe, you know, I don't know if you've thought of it this way, but being an outsider here in this, it almost you coming up in ministry and getting your feet wet, you right. know, and you're kind of getting experience, man. It's almost like maybe he was a puzzle piece in your life, and your path, to oh, challenge you definitely to get the answer. Definitely. To challenge you. Okay, Dave, so if you're going to tell me that, let me challenge what you just said. Right. Because, I mean, that is a big part of ministry, man. You want to minister to people, you better be able to let God take over and answer these questions because people are going to challenge you all the and,
1: way. And the good part about this is, You know, I didn't I didn't just jump into this and and I would be out ministering to people and somebody bring up something it stumped the crap out of me. Right. And then I'd spend two, three hours digging in scripture trying to figure out how to rebuttal this. You know, the good part is a lot of the arguments that are being made are the same argument, just in different ways. Yes. Typically. You know, and so, like, when you start to figure out the rhythm of the questions that are coming up, it's easier to rebuttal those questions because you've already thought through this process once, and so now I can use it and modify it because I've learned something from the scripture that I can use that everyday ministry that people are like, man, that makes sense. Good. Again, this is supposed to make sense. That's right. That's right. And so... um you know, I start to walk through this process, I bring it up, and, you know, um, being the good leader that I am, even though I'm not viewed at that, at that, at point, you know, I was kind of one of the lead guys on the streets to a certain extent, I mean, we would go out and, you know, it was all, it was all a money thing, you know, really, anyway, so, I went to bat for a lot of these people because these people didn't have time to go take care of things that they needed to take care of right like if you bring it up and be like you know i need to go get my license renewed and i can't because i'm always out of town right you know and so like they would bring this stuff up or i would bring this stuff up like hey man you guys claim to be for these people you claim to be doing things for them but you're, all not they're taking do- care of them. you're not taking care of them like these right. are your people and if they can't renew their driver's license or change the oil in their car or some of the stuff that they need to take care of then you're not doing your job as a leader right you know and i bring this up and it's like and then also they they kind of had a, a radio program podcast thing that they were trying to do too and you know i'd see you know they'd make fun of this dude and like big news articles and stuff like that they write you know hit pieces and stupid pictures of this guy in weird ways and stuff like this right and and he would get upset about that but then when something would come out about somebody else from a right-wing media source right he would make fun of them like they're making fun of him and I'm like, dude, right. as a leader, you're not supposed to do that no, We're supposed man. to be bigger than they that's are. That's right. You're not supposed to utilize their things to get back at them. That's not a Christian response. Yeah, that's And this right. dude's supposed to be a Christian forever and leading this ministry, and you're showing these people a bad example. That's right. Rise as a above. Don't you know, don't meet on equal ground. You, you can't meet no. on equal ground, you know? That makes you as bad as them. That's right. And and that's not good. No. Oh. And so I bring all this stuff up, and they get mad at me. And so, like, I'm like, fine, that's cool. I'm not going to be in the ministry anymore.
0: Right. Right. Finally had enough. Right. And,
1: you know, Anna's praying for me this whole time. And she's been growing every, like, I wasn't there to be her husband. Right. So she had to be the mom and the dad. Oh, yeah. You know, for a long time, like, at a time, you know. And so she's growing on her own exponentially. Right. You know, and and she's she's come a, a long way in this time that I've gone. Right. But this caused some problems in our marriage. And I say that because, you know, um, she didn't trust me to lead her because she didn't know. Right. Like, I wasn't ever there to oh, yeah. lead her. She had to make the decisions herself. Yep. Yep. And so that created a big divide um in our marriage for a long time. So we started going back to to the first church that we were at and um we had the pastors that were a big part of our lives was Mar Lombard and so they were like, "Hey, we think you should go to marriage counseling or not marriage counseling, but a marriage retreat." Oh, yeah. And we were like, okay, you know, uh, sounds great. We don't have any money. (laughs) How are we going to do this? Right. And they paid for like our hotel room. They paid for the whole conference for us. Right. You know? And so like just a debt of gratitude to them. But this, this marriage conference was a big one that they hold all over the United States. It's called the weekend to remember. And, um, we actually promote this today. Like I was going to say, contact like, Dave or Anna Schneider if you need further information <laughs> right. about the weekend to remember. Use, use the code experience. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, so anyway, so we we start going to this thing, but it brought up a lot of really tough like questions. Like we had to communicate with each other on more of a deep level than what we even had thought of. Oh, absolutely. From the beginning. Anything that's worth it and good is going to challenge you. Right. And so we go to this first marriage retreat, and I kind of have my head in my butt. You know, I'm... Not you. Yeah. Believe it or not. Even (laughs) as a Christian, I believe it. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Uh, (laughs) Glenn. So anyway, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, like, we start going to these, I think... Maybe every year for about three years, and you know it seems a lot of the same. We're doing the same things. We're talking the same way. Right. Yeah, we're getting the chance to go and um, you know be with each other, which is good. But it's just it's just a routine. You know, we're just building a routine. Going
0: through the motions.
1: Right. And so you know Anna's dad. You know he recovers, and he to a certain extent. You know, he always has damage the rest of the time that Mm -hmm. he's alive, you know, um, to where he has a hard time communicating. He can still communicate. It's just very soft, you know. And so we're trying to bring the kids to come see him and and doing this stuff to to do all this. And um, we're still living in his house at the time. And um, so I remember there's a point where they decided um the people that were in charge of his stuff they decided that they wanted to kick us out of the house and um take back his car so they're going to try and sell his car to help pay for his medical stuff and all this but this is what we're relying on to live Mm -hmm. at this point you know i from the ministry i i went to work for electrical company um and You know, I I ran into, well, I learned about this opportunity from Sam Cox, who goes to the church that we were going to. And he's like, hey, man, you can become an electrician like me. And I'm like, "Uh, okay. I'm like 30 years old. And I go into this company and I'm like, hey, you know, I want to be an electrician. And they're like, okay. Um, And so we start doing that. I start wiring houses and find out really quick that that's a young man's game you have got to be able to move in this in this area well
0: absolutely i mean that's why a lot of or most apprenticeships they usually try to uh uh, get you going you know right out of high school if anything at the latest right out of college and and i worked with a lot of electricians in my career and yes that is a young man's game
1: right so i go through two um, different electrical companies so for the first year i had brought up I'm like, hey, you know, um, I want to, you know, I want you to pay me more money, you know, because at this point after about a year or two, they expected you to go out and wire houses by yourself. All alone. You know, and right. I'm like, well, I want more money if I'm gonna be wiring houses by myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not a I'm not a journeyman, but I went right. through, you know, like one year of uh, apprenticeship training and at my in my opinion that's kind of sketchy business. Uh, you know, yeah. when um, it comes but, to electrical. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Um, so anyways, I, I I was pretty good at what I did. Right. You know, I'm 30, 32 years old, but I, I had a really hard time because a lot of these journeys <laughs> would treat me like I'm stupid, like I'm 18, just coming off the uh, coming out of school, right. have no experience, yep. you know, to the point where I'm just like, look, dude, I understand that you've been doing electrical for five sinking years, but I was in the Navy and I've served this country and done a lot.
0: Right, right. Like in my hey, I think I deserve a little bit of respect. A little bit, dude. Right. I'm
1: not saying that I'm not I don't understand what I'm doing. Like I know that I can learn. I'm not fresh
2: out of high school. I'm right. not fresh. Right, not my first know? day here. Yeah. Right.
1: I'm and I'm not as fast as these eighteen year olds, dude. I'm right. thirty singing years old. Right. You know, anyway, so I go through this first company and they're like, uh fine, you can put in your two weeks. And then I put in my two weeks and they fired me that day. So then i i went to i went to the next one and i'm like okay well so i went to another uh, non union shop and i so i started working there and i ran into another uh, electrician i didn't know but it turned out to be a really cool guy yeah you know and i ministered to him a lot you know and uh, so they wanted me to go through apprenticeship school for them too and i'm like well how much are you going to pay me right and, and it's like well we'll pay you fourteen dollars uh you know, $14 an hour, and that's better than where I was, Right. you know, so I'm not complaining too hard, but I was like, look, dude, you want me to pay for my own apprenticeship school? Right. And I have a wife and two kids. Right. Like, We need to be a little more realistic. We need to be more realistic. And the dude straight up looks me in the face and goes, well, you know, when I was first starting off the electrical trade, I had to work two jobs to sink and make it. And I said, this is dumb. I'm going to go find a job that I can make it. (laughs) Right. You know, like, I'm sorry. Right. And so I worked there for about a year or so. So I wired houses for like two and a half, maybe three years worth of knowledge doing this. You know, so then I um, ran into this job. Uh, you know, I got a job at out at uh, a facility uh, for a big company. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was being a security guard and I was making $15 an hour. Right. You know, and I'm like, all right, cool. We're starting to get in. I don't you have, have to go up. to school. Right. Just working your way and up. And I don't have That's to right. go to school. You yeah. know, I already got, they, they hired me because I'm a vet. Hmm. You know, I got all this stuff going on for me. And so, like, I, I raised up in the ranks really quick in this. Right. You know, I was there for six months. And then I ran into this, the, the facility manager for this company. And they're like, what did you do when you were in the Navy? And I said, right. I did maintenance. And they're like, you're kidding me. Why didn't you apply for us? And I'm like, I didn't know I could, you know? And so, like, I apply for a position as as a maintenance tech for this company, and they hire me. And and I I walked away from this, like, they asked me a whole bunch of questions I hadn't thought about in, like, 10 years, you know, like.
0: Um, like and, oh man, I may not answer yeah, that. Yeah, right. I, I
1: probably am not going to get this. So hey, I, but I, we
0: have learned from the past that you somehow can I, squeeze
1: through. Tests. I don't know. <laughs> I, I so so I'm not going to disappoint you here either. I squeeze through this one, and they hire me. So I go from a job, literally overnight. You know, I had to put I put in my two weeks. Right, but. You know, literally overnight I went from fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour to twenty-five freaking dollars an hour overnight. That's right. Uh, So so (laughs) I started doing this maintenance gig and I'm ministering to all I'm ministering to people this whole time. Right. Like anybody God brings into my path, I'm talking to people about Jesus. You know, and and I luckily never gotten in trouble. Right. You know, for doing it. So, anyways, I'm ministering to people. I start my new job at, at working for this company doing maintenance and I raise in the ranks there quickly, you know, because I'm starting to pick stuff up. Right. You know? And so like I'm there for five months, I think. Yeah. And then there became a critical facility engineer job that, po- that posted at the, at like closely after that. And I applied for that. And the stipulation was, you have to be here for six months before you can transfer jobs. But they made an exception. Right. And they made me a critical facility engineer. Wow. So I do that for, I don't know, years. But they put me on night shift, and that was tough. Yeah. Because, you know. And it, when you have a family, It was that's a schedule. Hard. So, like, this facility is a 24-hour facility. Right. You know, it's critical environment. Kind of like a hospital to a certain extent. You know, like, everything has to work. Right. You know. And so, anyways, we do. I do this, and you know, um, I'm talking to G, uh, to people about Jesus this whole time, you know. And so, that job starts to get old, and then I decide that I want to do something different. Yeah. What career wise? Career wise, I I so a lot of my trauma from the military because when I was getting out, they pretty much tell you that you're worthless. Right. Uh, they especially they, they did for me because of my not the nature of my discharge. Right. You know, and so I switch jobs uh, a lot. You right. know, like every, you know, two, three years I'm switching jobs. So fair know. enough to
0: say there was almost just no confidence.
1: Right. In you and in, in yourself. Me and my abilities. Right. right. So like I switch jobs again and do all this other stuff, you know. um. I feel like. God has brought me a long way from when I started. So oh I'm man, trying...
0: listen to your story, bro. Right. We've already made a couple journeys
1: around the earth and back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm trying to close this up to the best of my ability. So anyways, so I'm going to I'm going to skip a lot ahead a lot. You know, there's a lot that happens, you know, that we could just go down lots and lots of rabbit holes. Right. You know, but so other opportunities that open up, you know, we start going to a different church because we kind of got hurt at the first one we were going through with yeah. somebody that was a leadership there. And, you know, there wasn't, I, I remember that. And I, as we'll find in the future. Right. Uh, I think both of us had a similar experience. Correct.
0: And Anyway.
1: And so, you know, I found out that, yes, I was hurt, but I had to make amends because the one that walked around with this bitterness the whole time was me. Yeah, your
0: your bitterness wasn't hurting him. You know,
1: and he didn't even know. I found out later that he didn't even know that
0: he thought y'all were good.
1: Yeah, he didn't he didn't have any idea. But I'm seeing a lot of patterns open up where I'm like, dude, th- what you're doing doesn't make any sense. You right. know, a lot of the stuff that you're implementing here doesn't make sense. You know, this we they open up a. a a school there that only has like four people, five people at the most that go at a time. And it's like, you realize that through our organization, we ended up having a college that we had to move out of state because we didn't have enough students here to go to this. So why are we spending all this money to bring it here, bring it here or to do something different here that doesn't make any sense? You know? So, so anyways, that, we leave this place and we, we find a church that starts to minister to us. And a lot of the vision of this church and, and we still go today is it's a healing church. It's a church that they seek to teach and to preach and to walk in healing, healing and reconciliation, reconciliation, right? Mm -hmm. Not just, physical healing but actual spiritual healing right Right. from your past. Mm -hmm. And so we start to learn and we start to grow. And as I'm listening to the preacher preach on certain things, there's one Sunday I remember that it just pounded me right in the face. Like, dude, you need to seek reconciliation with the people that hurt you. Right. And I start to think back, I'm like, God, that's gonna be hard for me to do because (laughs) and I'm talking to God about this now. You know I'm like, God, this is gonna be hard for me to do because You know, I don't even know how to reach out to people that have hurt me in the past. Right. You know, and so I remember going back to that church and talking to this person. And again, like we had talked and and I won't go too far into this one. But, you know, I knew that I needed what I didn't do right was seek clarification. Right, right. And I just assumed and just left. So because you got, so something he was doing, said, or had done, you got
0: upset. You didn't approach him with conversation, clarification, nothing. nothing. You just got mad I and just, bailed
1: I just, I, but I told him I was bailing. Right, right. You, know? and you just it, didn't
0: quit coming. You've made it clear. I'm leaving. I, I don't
1: like these things. These are a list of the things you're doing I don't like. And then that was it. And right. then I left. Right. You know, and so I had to go back and make amends for that. I actually, you know, ended up emailing the the pa- the pastor from the old church that I I talked about being abusive or we were going out and doing street ministry yep. and I apologized to him because there was a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes like hey dude if you do these things or if you don't change your ways we're gonna shut this whole organization down because right. you're not you're not right with God. Right. You know and so like I reach out to him. He didn't actually even engage with me necessarily. Right. I mean, he's like, who's this? And I explained to him, and then he's like, he didn't even email me back. Right. <clears throat> you know, but I just, you know, was like... Hey, That's man, not I what could... you needed, though. It didn't matter. It doesn't you, matter. I you did your things... part. That's yeah, right. I did. I did what I could do yeah. to make amends. So we do all this stuff, and then, you know, um, after a while, I... Uh... So all this stuff has happened, you know, um, we start going to this church, and then me and my wife feel the calling to do marriage and family ministry. And so we start going to weekends to remember. And around this time, God's healing a lot of these differences that we had, right? Um, spiritually speaking. And it's not perfect, but I had to come to the realization that not everything that she believes is a salvation issue. Right, you know, and I can't be so structured, I can't be so rigid as to not accept a different point of view. And one of the things that they teach in this marriage conference is you're not here to compete with each other, you're here to complete each other. That's right, and that means you're going to have different views.
0: Well, absolutely, it's not a contest over who can be more spiritual than the next,
1: right? You know, you both
0: hear from God,
1: yep, and and so. Like there are a lot of things that me and my wife, we you know we we met um, when we have difficult times, we call it marital readjustments. <laughs> no <explain. laughs> So we call it, we call it marital readjustments because you know when we we don't argue necessarily with each other, right? Because we're not we're on the same team. Exactly. You know, like we're not here to to fight with each other because you're, she's not my enemy. Well,
0: again, and it's not a competition. And it's not right. a
1: competition. So it's like. Listen, you're not my enemy. You know, um, we're here to compete, not compete with each other, but to complete each other. And you have a different viewpoint than I do. Right. Which is good because to make an intelligent decision, I need all sides. Right. You know, I need all of the information so I can make a good choice. Yep. And and me and my wife, we're a team. You know, and building a team atmosphere isn't exactly the easiest thing. No. You know, but I noticed that as we walk into this, Like, our kids have calmed down yeah, because they know that we're on the same team and that no matter what happens, like, your kids are only, they're a reflection of what they see. Yes. Yes. Well, if you're not
0: united, they're going to see that and they're going to help divide. They're going to see where they can, oh, well, hey, I can do this because dad's going to do this. And Mm. it's this way, it's. Oh, dude, no matter what we do, mom and dad are going to talk about it. And either way, they're going to come up with the yep.
1: same, you know. And and so, like, we, we found a lot of unity in this point. So, like, over the past, I'd say, three years, we've really grown a lot as a couple and, and helping a lot of other couples to grow through these experiences. So, we got a lot of good things coming up. In the future, um, as far as ministry goes. Oh, you guys
0: have a lot coming up, man. It, Just from being a being a brother on the sideline here and witnessing your guys's growth, right. and you know whether you think people see it or not, people see it, and it's and it's noticeable through your spiritual growth. It's noticeable through the way that you conduct, present, and handle things. And God is absolutely working. In the lives of you two. And I mean, how more fitting. It, isn't it amazing? And that, you know, you were just 20 minutes ago talking about how divided and far apart you two were. Mm, right. You know, and how things weren't, you know, we we were so far apart. Anna was doing pretty much everything for the children. Right. Because you weren't there. And right. not that you were a bad father, you just
1: weren't well, there. I, I kind of was because I was shirking my responsibility. Well, true that, but, true that. But you know what I, you I know what I'm getting
0: saying. at, and 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 I don't want to portray you as a bad guy. That's not what I'm trying to do. I um, was at one point. I absolutely. When we yeah. get to my testimony, he, he you'll was, figure out who the bad guy he was. was. <laughs> 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 yes, Amen. <laughs> but you know just how amazing, you know, that he can take two people that couldn't have been further apart. You know what I mean? Right. In, in a sense, and 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 now. You're in ministry together. God doesn't say, hey, Dave, I'm going to continue you in this ministry and you're going to go this way and I'm going to take your wife and she's going to go this way. He said, I'm going to take two people who haven't had a whole lot of this time together in ministry and I'm going to create ministry out of the two of you.
1: Ministry is hard in the fact that the ministry should coincide. And Clint and I have had this conversation before, I remember, is like, Family is your first ministry. Yes, because it you can't step into anything else God has for you unless that is right. Well, absolutely. And, and how can you lead a whole church with with when your house isn't even? Well, you know, yeah, yeah. You got four you or know.
0: five people in your house. How are you going to lead a congregation of fifty plus people?
1: In any in any or any number, but yes, you're in, right. In any circumstance, it doesn't matter. And so. You know, like, as I'm walking through all this stuff, and as I'm seeing it, there's so much more dude that we could talk about, and if you really want to know, man, oh man, come, come it, hang out yes. with us you'll get you'll get plenty and
0: keep listening. We are going to revisit these things, and as you listen to the podcast, just because we're gonna be moving forward here out of Dave's testimony and kind of wrapping up. And and you know what, guys, if you want to hear more, you can get right on the site. You can get right on Spotify. You can get on our Facebook. You can get on our TikTok. Shoot us a message right. whenever it is and say, hey, guys, I would love to hear more about this. And you know what? We absolutely will do it. And I'm not cutting Dave off here. I'm just kind of jumping in just to give this information because I want to make sure that you guys listening are hearing what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. That's absolutely not our goal. We are not people pleasers, but what really pleases us is pleasing God. And if right. we're getting what you need to hear out there, then I think we're pleasing
1: God. Right. And and I want to say, you know, that as we walk through these things, you know, understand that, you know, we may have hard conversations, but we do take hard questions, you know. Like, yes. Um, Sam texted us the questions but you know we don't know everybody personally that's you right know, um we happen to know sam personally that's right that's right he's <laughs> you know? a brother in christ and, yeah. and we get to see him weekly just because you're in a different part of the country or in a different part of iowa or go to a different church or what none of that stuff matters we're all in the body of christ we're all brothers and sisters amen, in amen. and we're we're supposed to be here to come alongside of each other and to do what the body is supposed to do which is build each other up in truth yes and to continue walking forward
0: oh man and and that's the best thing i think we can do is you know kind of like what dave uh, schneider was just saying you know all we can do is lift each other up nobody out here is above anybody nobody is below anybody and if we can just continue to grab the other one by the hand and pull them up while we're all going through this walk none of us have arrived nor will we arrive while we're here on this earth and you know, the closest thing to a rival, uh, quote unquote, <laughs> is when you hear, well done, good and faithful servant, you mm-hmm. walk through them gates. And even then, guess what you're doing all day? You're not arriving anywhere except for to sing praise to the Father constantly. Mm-hmm. That is what we are called to do. So even when we go through the gates, we're still humble servants. Right. And, you know, so I think that's why it's so important that we continue to lift each other up. And just want to throw this out there. Dave forgot to mention this. As you listen to all of these podcasts about Dave's testimony, uh, something that I think is amazing is when you listen to all these things about the Navy, about his growing up, about his struggles in marriage, and these things that he's gone through, ladies and gentlemen, God, even in the midst of him acting a fool through his life, and making some really foolish decisions that, is that, we, that we all have. Clint's over here raising both hands. Uh, it, <laughs> me too. But even in the midst of this, in the midst of his rebellion, even when he wasn't for sure he was rebelling because he didn't have a relationship mm-hmm. with God, God didn't wait for Dave Schneider to get his life right to use him. God looked down on him in the middle of his garbage and said, I got something bigger for you, dude, and you're going to do it.
1: (laughs) There's no point in running from God. (laughs) That's right. He gets
0: you. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like trying to play hide and go seek on a sunny day in a mowed down field. You stand in the middle of a room with your eyes closed, (laughs) as your kids do with your eyes closed. Like you can't see me. You can't see me. I disappeared. You're right there. Yeah. 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 Hey bro, it's not working.
1: You need (laughs) to learn how to hide.
0: But in the midst of that, Dave and Anna both have moved in there into being credentialed pastors. And their journey has not ended, guys. They are still studying. They are still constantly getting their education and things built up here. And so I just want to emphasize that, know that we're not glorifying Anna and Dave, we're glorifying God, that he was able to get into this situation and look at what he's doing with it. All right, Clint, you got any more
2: questions? I don't have any questions, man. I was just going to bring up, I kind of feel weird doing it now, uh toward, you know, like now that we're closing, but I just wanted to say that Uh, What stuck out to me tonight as you were talking is uh, that moment when you and Anna took that uh, compatibility test and, you know, because Dave kind of talked about how you guys were far apart, but then ultimately you came back together and now you're kind of growing together and moving closer to God together. But I think that that compatibility test that showed that you and Anna both saw God the same way, right, that you and Anna, I mean, it sounded to me and I believe it's true because I know you that God ultimately was at the head. Yes, you right. both saw God as God as the head of right. your relationship, and I think that's very important. As someone who uh, is soon going to be going through his second marriage, you know, and made, you know, I made a lot of mistakes in that area. My first one. If she says yes, me but too, brother. If she says yes, if she says yes, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I she think is a
0: smart girl. So we're on the fence <laughs> to <into> her <laughs> answer. <laughs> she just, she's smart. an Air Force
1: vet, so yeah, yeah.
0: she's not only a vet, man. She's
2: a servant of All right. God. That's right. Woo. Yeah, anyway. You got your hands full, um, brother. So we're going to run from this. Um, but also, <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, Dave, uh, when I came to you in confidence, uh, obviously I won't get into the conversation, but I was going through some stuff, uh, and I talked to you that night, and that, that you told me, you know, you guys are a team. You know, She's not your enemy. That's right. And uh, not that I ever saw her that way, at least not intentionally. Right. but uh you know shortly after you and i had that discussion we had you know we had another serious discussion just you know hey you know where what's going on where are we at and uh I, I was able because i that was a good thing that you put kind of sewn into me and i could think that in the back of my mind you know when i'm trying to you know do my job as a man and be vulnerable because it's hard for me to be vulnerable especially you know because i have a history right and uh to just think you know she's not my enemy she's not my enemy that's right she really
1: wants what's best for you yeah
2: yeah and and I do believe that um and so those are the two things two the two main things I got out of tonight so man, we're gonna, very good. we're gonna have
1: a marriage conference right here dude it's happening
2: yeah. I think we need to I
0: mean come on look we Let's got one it. two three guys who have all been through a divorce yeah yes um you know I am recent in my second marriage I mean it's still fresh and new man I right. mean and and clint you're 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 working your way to your second marriage and and, and Dave, he's well into the second marriage oh, yeah. and last marriage, our that's, last that's marriages exactly. gentlemen. we're gonna claim yeah. that, yeah, but yes, I mean and and how great is that just to kind of allude to what Dave just said about having a marriage uh conference right here, we actually it's gonna be a little fun for you ladies out there that are listening. We're encouraging. The Ladies to come into the Studio mm-hmm. and to 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 talk with y'all and 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 guess what? We're gonna shut up. And we're gonna let them have the platform, guys, and we're hmm. gonna give them an opportunity, so you can hear some things from their side of the fence. I'm so hearing this for the first time. Uh, yes, we're putting Clint on yeah. the spot. His palms just got real sweaty. I think he's leaving. Did he de- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm just? I'm out of here. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll
0: be back, guys.
1: Thanks. No.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so 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 just stay tuned for this, guys. And I think just all in all, and you know, I I, I know we're kind of wrapping up here. But I I, I do want to say, I think we're going to revisit a little bit more at the end of this testimony of Dave Schneider. I know it's been a lot of episodes, guys, but like we have alluded to, Dave is just, man, he's told a great story. And we've already heard the impact that it's making on people. And here's here's how awesome God is, man. It's making an impact on people that he's known his entire life. How cool is that? Yeah. And you know. And, and bringing new ones. And bringing new yeah. ones. And and we've gotten some messages. We've gotten some followers. And guys, we don't do it for the numbers, but wow, we've hit some achievements in three yeah. weeks. Yeah, guys. We have. And, I have. I didn't know we were gathering
1: achievements. I know. Numbers. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just learned today we got three achievements. Yeah, yeah, we
0: got three achievements in our podcast career here. That's right. And. You know, and guys, it's just we appreciate you so much. That's
1: right. Because this builds us up too. Man.
0: Oh man, I mean, talk about making us just real excited for ministry again. Yeah. I almost feel like I'm starting over. Does that yeah. make sense? It's fun I'm, though. It man. is, man. I'm having a great time. We got Clint just walked in on this with us, and we actually, I think we kind of kidnapped him. He came in once in the studio, and then I said, "Oh, well, guess what? Now your name's on the logo." So yeah, that's they right. wouldn't let me live, or they wouldn't <laughs> let me go. Sorry, <laughs> I'm alive. If you, if you hear that. Twice if you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah, yeah. blink twice for the audience. SOS Morse code. Yeah. Right. And anyway. So we appreciate having him, you know, him joining us and and the relationships that are here. And you know, he is the best looking guy on radio. That's right. So, you know, it just makes it great to have him. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, guys, I'm gonna shut my big mouth. I know that's a hard one to do. Uh, but tonight I think we'll uh I think we'll just, like I said, we're going keep... I think,
1: to... I think Dave needs to pray out, because I think all of us have prayed out yet. We, you have. Dave all right.
0: Been... I'll pray out tonight. I'll all do right, that. Do it. Yep. It, it'll be good for us. Well, for me, especially. Agreed. But again, guys, tune in with us. We've got more episodes coming. We've got a great in-depth discussion coming up. We haven't come up with a title yet, because, well, the content is going to be tough it is tough. Let's call it tough. And, and we will not be bashing, but I'm telling you right now if you're looking to really dig into a a, a uh, conversation that I believe everyone has had. Yeah. And it, it, you're either experiencing it, but it's it's going to be great, guys. And we're just going to we're just going to be graceful about this. We're trying to yeah. get all the
1: tough ones out of the way so we can have flowery ones later. <laughs> That's
0: right, the flowery ones. I'm not sure how that
1: All right, look, Dave. But yes. Sorry, Stop procrastinating.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you here in a couple days. Father God, we just thank you that you give us these opportunities to gather together as as your children and to just talk about your glory and, and, and how awesome you are. The, Father, just look at what you've done in, in Dave's life, and look at what you've done for him and his wife and their relationship and now how that's affecting their kids in such a positive way. God, you're just so amazing. And and all this has been orchestrated through your hands, something that we could never put together ourselves. It's No matter how hard we try, Lord, we could never put a story together like you could. We could never put things together to fit together like you can. And Father, we just ask that you continue to do this. And, and, And we thank you for for, for bringing Clint into this and putting it on his heart to be a part of this, God, and, and, and we're just so excited to have that, and and Father, we just thank you that you are impacting the hearts of people out there listening, because that's truly what we are here to do, is to simply build the kingdom in which you have fashioned for us, Father, and, and, and we just ask that you continue to do that. Build everybody up who's listening, Lord, whatever their need is, whatever it is that's that they're standing up against, whatever giant is in their way, Lord, I, I, I just ask you, let's be realistic here, Father, and just give them the tools that they need to overcome this through you. And, and, and Father, we know that there's no other way to get around these things, but through the power that you give us. And so, Lord, we just ask that you continue to bless everybody. We thank you for all of the time that you've given us. And Lord, we just love you. And we just thank you for your son and for the sacrifice that we all deserve to pay. But you put your son up there so that we could sit down and be some goofballs on a podcast just talking your glory, Lord. And we thank you for all of this every single day. May you be blessed out there to all of the listeners and may God continue to bless you. And Father, just wrap them up in your arms, whatever their need is, just meet them where they're at, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a blessed week.